Congratulations to Paul Swan, host of The Drive, for capturing the prestigious 2024 West Virginia Broadcasters Association Excellence in Broadcasting Award for Best Talk Show. Tune in to Paul during your drive home weekdays at 5.06 p.m. on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. We're here today at the Cam Henderson Center for today's game between the Marshall Thundering Herd and the James Madison Dukes. That gets underway tonight, 7 o'clock. We're going to have that game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Welcome into today's edition of The Drive. Paul Swan, your host. We're here until the conclusion of this one, and hopefully the Herd can get a win. They need a win. They are on a losing streak right now. The Thundering Herd, three-game losing streak, losing to Troy, App, and then Coastal. The last time the Herd won was actually back on February 2nd, and it was against Coastal Carolina. So you went into that game against Coastal thinking you have a shot at winning this one again. Marshall losing that one, 74-67. So here we are, Marshall needing a win desperately. Believe it or not, Marshall actually still has a shot at winning at least or earning one of those four spots that will get you further through the tournament. Marshall is still in striking distance of Louisiana. Louisiana right now is 9-5. Marshall's only two games back. With four to go, Marshall has an opportunity to catch up to Louisiana and secure one of those four spots. Most likely it would be the four seed. But Marshall's got some work to do, and some other things are going to have to happen in the league. Louisiana probably will win tomorrow against Louisiana Monroe. And there are a couple other teams that are ahead of the herd right now. Since Marshall dropped to 7-7 seven and seven in Sunbelt play, a couple of teams got ahead of Marshall. One of those teams is Southern Miss. Southern Miss is 8-6, and six, so you're going to need a South Alabama victory over Southern Miss tomorrow to help. You're also going to need a little bit more help as far as Troy and Arkansas State's concerned. Troy 11-3, Arkansas State's 8-6. I like Troy in that one. So you have some possibilities here. If both Arkansas State and Southern Miss lose, those teams will be 8-7. But Marshall's got to win to keep with those two. And then Marshall's got to hope that Louisiana actually stumbles a couple of places and loses at Louisiana Monroe. That's going to be the key right there. Marshall's got to keep pace with those two teams that are ahead of the Thundering Herd and hope that Louisiana stumbles a couple more times to give Marshall an opening to get that four spot. Whatever the case may be, Marshall, of course, will be in the Sun Belt Conference Tournament. So that's not the issue. Everybody's fighting for seeding right now. And so Marshall needing this one. These are the last two games here at home for the season. Marshall has App State on Saturday and that game's going to be a different airtime than usual. We were expecting that game to be a 4 o'clock tip on Saturday, but it got moved. Now it's going to be a television game. We'll go on the air at 5 with a 6 o'clock tip. It's going to be on ESPN2. So Marshall has an opportunity these next two games to beat two of the best in the league, make a statement, 
doesn't matter if Marshall finishes fourth, fifth, maybe even sixth in the tournament, but if you can get these two games back-to-back and then you can go win out the rest of the schedule, and those games are winnable, Georgia Southern and Georgia State. I'm not saying that Marshall will win, but those games are winnable. And so if Marshall can win those next two games on the road after sweeping James Madison and App State this weekend, Marshall's going to have a strong case for that run in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. And that's what Dan D'Antoni's been pushing. He's been pointing to that in his conversations. We spoke to him earlier this week. He wants herd fans to come out, support this team, doesn't want to hear any whining, doesn't want to hear Marshall fans bad-mouthing this team. Instead, he wants to see herd fans come out, support the team, get behind these guys. He said he's not going to quit. He said the team's not going to quit. And so... Looking for a good crowd here tonight on a Wednesday night at the Cam Henderson Center. Will we get it? That's to be seen. But I expect a good crowd on Saturday, but it's going to also be the home finale for the Thundering Herd. Doesn't matter what happens on Saturday unless we get the win tonight here at the Henderson Center. We've got a couple of people scheduled to come on with us later on. We're going to hear from Ryan Crisp in a few minutes. Ryan of course is one of the marketing directors here at Marshall University. We'll get an update on him, what's happening. Baseball, we're close to finally opening up the new ballpark, Jack Cook Field. Also, some good stuff happening with the women as well. Everything you need to know, ticket-wise, Ryan's going to join us here in the next few minutes. We'll talk to him. And then, since we're here at the Henderson Center and Luke's always early to come work, we're going to grab Luke Creasy for a few minutes and talk to him. Luke the beat writer covering the Thundering Herd for the Herald-Dispatch. So I'm looking forward to catching up with him, talking a little bit about not only this matchup between Marshall and JMU, but everything happening when it comes to Marshall Athletics. So that's what we've got scheduled. And, of course, we've got your text coming up. Don't forget, we do that. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Now, we're going to give you an opportunity to win tickets to the game on Saturday. If you don't have tickets yet, I've got a four-pack waiting for you. It's our texter of the day. And usually how this works is when you participate with the show and when you're involved, you have a shot to win tickets. So if your text is pretty good, it gets read on the air, you have an opportunity to win that four-pack. We'll do a random drawing. But if your text is really good, that's going to probably help your case a little bit. So make them count. Text in. I know it's it's an arbitrary system. I know it, it truly is. And I'm going to actually have to leave that in the hands of Jason Toy, our producer today, back in the studio. He's going. So if you don't get the tickets, blame him. I know he's yelling in my ear right now. Thanks, Paul. He, he will pick randomly the four pack of tickets for Saturday's game, Marshall. The season finale here, regular season season finale against App State. And, again, don't forget, that's a 6 o'clock tip. That changed from the 4 o'clock tip that was originally scheduled after the time changes for the games on Saturday. So look forward to seeing you. Look forward to hearing from you. Now, when we continue, we're going to try to get him to head up here early, Ryan Crisp. He's going to tell us about everything that's happening promotion-wise with the Thundering Herd, what events we can look forward to, what kind of ticket opportunities we've got. we got baseball and a lot of other things happening here at Marshall. we got baseball coming up, believe it or not. Thundering Herd, baseball in the next 
few days. Actually, what are we, nine days away? I think that's what it is, nine days before we open up Jack Cook Field, and we're going to have select games. I don't know if we've mentioned that just yet, but let me do it now. We've got select games coming up. We'll do all the Saturday games and a few select others. It's going to be our Saturday showcase, Marshall Baseball, back on the radio. Looking forward to that. But when we continue, Ryan Crisp is going to join us. Later on, we'll hear from Luke Creasy, and we'll hear from you. Text line 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. More coming up on today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back here to the Cam Henderson Center. Later on this evening, we've got Marshall Basketball, the Thundering Herd, taking on James Madison. Dan D'Antoni and his squad looking to make a statement before we go on the road for the final time with the Herd and then head to the tournament. But there's a lot of other things happening, not just basketball. We have baseball about ready to begin. That's a reality. And to tell us more about that and everything else that's happening with Hunting Herd Athletics is the Associate Athletics Director for Annual Giving, Ticket Sales, and Fan Engagement, Ryan Crisp. And I know basketball is your direct focus right now, but you've got baseball just a few short days away. You're all ready to go. Everything's put in place it's all ready to go you have nothing else to worry about just open the gates right that's right no not exactly we uh obviously uh, baseball opens uh what a week and two days from now uh, i spent most of my day over there today and uh you know we're getting there with a lot of things um i think it's important to remember that we build a baseball stadium in 16 months um and so there may be some stuff that th- just throughout the year that gets um to a place where it's going to be perfect um there'll definitely be some some trial and errors and um, you know, kind of funny, the football video board, when it went in, uh, we were there till about 3 a.m. the day before, getting it perfect and, and setting it all up and getting all the all the stuff loaded in and all that good stuff. So it may be another one of those situations, but, um, you know, I think for opening weekend, um, even the first couple weekends, our fans will just be in awe of the stadium itself, the beauty of it, uh, the fact that we have a baseball stadium. Um, and so we'll get there, and it, it'll be a work in progress, but uh, things are coming along nicely, and uh, we'll still put on a good show come March 1st. What do you need fans to know when they show up for the first time? Where do they park? Where do they enter? What are those things that maybe you've relayed a couple of times, but you still would like to relay to make sure it's a habit with everyone coming for the first time, or maybe the fifth or sixth time? Yeah, for sure. I think uh, the first thing, your first step should definitely be to purchase tickets ahead of time. Uh, there is obviously a ticket office at the baseball stadium, um, but just to avoid the long lines and to guarantee you a, a ticket into the, the first few games here, I, w- I would strongly encourage you to purchase ahead of time. Uh, parking is going to be available in the west lot um, as well as for opening weekend the ACF lot uh, on 5th Avenue there. Um, so those are going to be the two main lots that you'll be able to get into. And then uh, as far as entry points, there's three main entry points into the stadium. One's on the first baseline, one's right behind home plate, and one's on the uh, first baseline. Third baseline and home plate would be for anyone that already has a ticket. Uh, the third baseline, or the first baseline, excuse me, is going to be for anyone that needs a ticket because the ticket office is located right next to that entry point. Um, so either way, you're going to be in good position. Uh, very easy to maneuver throughout the ballpark. Uh, if you're buying a single game and you have a standing room ticket, there is plenty of space um, in the left field line. There's a big concrete pad along with a huge grass area. There's also plenty of room behind the main seating bowl. Uh, there's a drink rail that stretches from 
the start of Section 109 all the way over to Section 101. So the drink rail, there's plenty of space there. And then there's a nice uh, sidewalk that leads you all the way back to the outfield. And from the right field corner to about right center, a little past right center, almost center field, there's about 20 feet of concrete from the center or from the outfield wall outward. Um, so plenty of space out there. Um, if you have a standing room ticket and you're concerned about standing for the entire game, we are allowing you to bring in a lawn chair uh, or a folding chair, something like that, into the game. Uh, and there'll be a plenty of space in the grass areas or in the in the concrete in the outfield for you to, to put a chair down and enjoy the game. Ryan Christmas with us. We've got baseball coming up in the next few days. Ryan is the Associate Athletic Director for Annual Giving Ticket Sales and Fan Engagement. So with the baseball park about to open, fans being able to watch Marshall baseball for the very first time in Huntington in a long time, now you got to start worrying about, all right, now we've got the next phase, and we've got minor league baseball. The last time we were together, we were waiting for the unveilment of the new name. It's Colcats. The Tri-State Colcats will be taking place right after Marshall baseball season. Anything similar? Because I know there's going to be some overlap between baseball, Marshall, baseball with minor league ticketing situation anything you're partnered with the Appalachian League what do we need to know there yeah I think the similarities you'll see is one is the apparel uh, company that's inside the stadium is the same so Mountain Mindful um, is doing the apparel merchandise sales for Marshall Baseball as well as uh, Colcat Baseball the concession stand the concessionaire is the same um, so that will be very similar products uh, between the two um, and then from a ticket standpoint, you know, ticketing is going through the Marshall Ticket Office um, to start here as of right now. And the setup is the same in terms of you have your reserve seats in the main seating bowl in sections 101 through 109. And then you have your standing room options as well uh, for the Colcat season. So, um, yeah, we obviously haven't talked since the name came out. But, um, you know, I love the name. I think the branding and, and the color scheme is super sharp. It relates it to Marshall, but also gives it its own brand. Um, you know, the term Colcats and the name Colcats um, is something, you know, obviously coal is something in this state um, that has been a huge, huge deal. And I think one thing to remember is that, you know, coal isn't done yet. There, there, there's work being done by our university and by President Smith uh, for coal to be the future as well for West Virginia. Um, and so just be on the lookout for that. And there's a reason why this name was chosen. Um, and so not only due to the history uh, in this state for coal, um, and, the, and the railroads running through this for coal. You can see every day still there's there's train cars running through full of coal in this town. Uh, but for the future and what our university is about to um, unlaunch here for the future of coal. My guest, Ryan Crisp, we're here at the Henderson Center. He's the Associate Athletics Director for Annual Giving, Ticket Sales, and Fan Engagement. And, of course, you can go on HerdZone.com for all those details for both baseball teams. we got basketball. It's still going on strong the women they're going to finish strong they're going to win the regular season crown i'm not jinxing that they're going to be the number one seed and hopefully they're going to win that tournament and then we're going to be talking here in the next couple of weeks about tickets to the ncaa tournament same thing for the men right let's just be positive here the men they've got a strong run in them they've got to start tonight with jmu then saturday the tv game against app state and then Finally, they go on the road, and then the tournament. 
as fans want to go to the tournament, what do they need to know? They need to go through, obviously, your department first if they want to get the best experience from the tournament, right? Yeah, no, we will We will be able to sell tickets through our offices. Um, obviously, it'll be a, a pretty quick sale in terms of you find out on a, on a Monday and you go and you play on that Friday. Um, so it'll be a pretty quick sale. Um, I think the latest projection I saw, which you never know with these projections, but had us going to Blacksburg and playing Virginia Tech, which I think would be a great um, option for our fans, an easy travel uh, day for our fans. So I think that would be awesome to have the opportunity to go to Blacksburg. Um, and, yeah, let's uh, hopefully they take care of the business the next couple of games and we're cutting down nets in the Henderson Center next week for a championship. And then on the men's side, they obviously have a huge, huge opportunity the next couple of games playing two of the, the top teams in the league. And uh, we get them at home where it's a hard place to play and our fans bring the energy. And so uh, we're excited to uh, have the opportunity to, to get on a little run here and, and let's see what we can do. Now, tonight's game, of course, tickets still available. So if you want to get them, get them now. But Saturday, what do you expect as far as uh, walk-up ticket sales and any final special promotions since it will be the last regular season game for the men? Yeah, it's a day. Uh, we have a pom-pom giveaway and a trucker hat giveaway at the student gate, which is super cool. They've been super in demand. I've gotten more texts about the trucker hats than I think any giveaway we've done. Um, and then Saturday, you know, we, we are expecting a sellout. We're getting close, so I would definitely purchase your tickets. Um, tough to tell when exactly we'll get there. Um, I think obviously a lot of it depends on tonight's result, but uh, we're, we're moving in that direction uh, for, for Senior Day and to honor, um, you know, four seniors that will be uh, participating in the uh, Senior Day festivities. Henderson Center, the place to be the next couple of days. Game tonight, game on Saturday, and of course, Again, a reminder, that's a 6 o'clock game. That got changed. Television, Opportunity, ESPN2. So be aware, if you show up at 4 o'clock, they'll let you in eventually, but you'll be here a little early. You still might want to show up at 4 o'clock. Who knows? Yeah, for sure. No, they obviously changed that, and it's a great great chance to to put our brand on a national stage in ESPN2 in a big-time time slot at 6 o'clock on a Saturday night. So, It'll be great for our university, great for our basketball team, and, and great for our fans to, to show the world what, we, what we're made of. Okay, Ryan Christmas with us. Answer a couple rumors for me here. First of all, Steve Cotton's not retiring, right? Because that was epic-level video that was put out on HerdZone.com and all the social media accounts. Please tell me he's not retiring, right? That wasn't a grand send-off for him. He's still going to be the voice of the Herd for years to come, right? He is. He's not going anywhere. That was just 30 years of service uh, to Marshall University. So he's not going anywhere, and Mr. Cotton will be uh, back behind the mic again next year. That was a fun little video you guys put together. It was awesome. It was great. Uh, Obviously, anytime Steve gets to tell a story, um, he makes it pretty easy from a video standpoint. So. Um, it, it was great, and, uh, you know, obviously he's had a lot of famous calls, and, and, and by the reactions on social media, um, very close to a lot of Herd fans' hearts when you hear his voice. He'll be doing all the baseball games as well on ESPN+, Plus, so I'm excited about that. Uh, we're going to have select games on the radio as well. Jason Toy back in the studio is going to be doing a lot of those games, so I'm excited about that. We've got baseball on the radio, Marshall baseball on the radio. It's been a, a long time since we've had that. It's it makes it feel more real. It really does. Yeah, no, I agree. I think anytime, you know, even, you know, three years ago, our baseball games weren't broadcasted. They weren't on the radio. You didn't, you couldn't, you know, hear about them at all. And now we're going to have an option for ESPN Plus where anyone has the opportunity to watch it from anywhere in the world. And, uh, you know, with uh, the Varsity app, anyone can listen to these games no matter where you are. So it's a great option uh, for our fans and many different outlets to, to get the game. 
Brian Crisp is with me. He is a busy man. He's also the Associate Athletic Director of Annual Giving, Ticket Sales, Fan Engagement. Anything happening that maybe we should know about or start looking ahead towards? Um, I think the main thing is uh, obviously baseball opening weekend, and then another big weekend to keep an eye out on is the April 19th, 20th, and 21st. Um, it's spring game weekend for football. Uh, we're, we're trying to do some different things there to uh, enhance the spring game a little bit and make it a little more enticing for fans to come. And then also baseball and softball are both home that weekend. And so just a busy weekend and a busy time for the herd. And, um, you know, March 1st, I encourage you to come out to the baseball stadium and, and check out the first pitch at Jack Cook Field. Uh, it's going to be an incredible day for, for Marsh University and the city of Huntington. Ryan Chris, my guest. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate you doing it. We'll talk next week. And, do we need to come back here just do the show here in the empty Henderson Center next so. week? I think we should. Every every Thursday. Every Thursday? Just one of the Thursdays? Is it, what is today? Is today Today's Wednesday? Wednesday. I don't even know what day it is. Today's Wednesday. <laughs> See, that's how busy you are. I'll just come back. I'll set up. We'll do it center court. How about on the big M? With the spotlights? With the spotlights. All right, underneath the scoreboard. Let's do, it. All right. Let's do it. All right. Thanks, buddy. Good talking to you. All right, Paul. Appreciate it. That is Ryan Chris. When we continue, another one of my good friends, Luke Creasy, is with us when we continue. The beat writer from the Herald-Dispatch joins us on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We're back here at the Cam Henderson Center. Paul Swan, your host for today's edition of The Drive. I'm trying to figure out the playlist right now. This is not Dan D'Antoni's playlist. Maybe Luke Creasy from the HD side of things can help me. The acclaimed sports writer from HD Media. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. This is very similar to the kind of music that um, I walked in when Cam Kerfman was shooting foul shots the other day. So I, I don't know if, if maybe, uh, you know, he said final two home games. I'm, I'm picking some of the playlists or or what. But I also don't see – yeah, they're staying right there. Yeah, there he is. He's here. He's just um, – he's sitting back watching. He's probably, he's probably wondering what he would play if he was in charge of the playlist right now. Well, I mean, he is in charge of the playlist. He's probably making mental notes like, no, I don't like this. Uh, I don't like this. I like this. I don't like this. How you been? Good. Good. Busy. Always uh, always kind of a weird busy time of year uh, with basketball uh, starting to wrap up, starting to look towards the postseason, and then, you know, of course, with the spring sports uh, going on. You got baseball, softball back in full swing, and track and field, and swimming and diving, competing at conference, and so a lot going on in the world of martial athletics right now. Yeah, good stuff from track and field, good stuff from swimming and diving. The programs are really uh, starting to, to take off. I wasn't concerned about swimming and diving. I was curious to see how track would, would look. Yeah. And track's been pretty good so far, very consistent. You win a few events as well, a lot of gold medals coming home to Huntington. Yeah. You finished fourth on the women's side. That's pretty good. Yeah, Abby Herring continuing to do uh, some great things. and You won the 5K and... And then, of course, you've got John Mercer and the, and the tennis uh, crew that um, have another uh, big test this weekend. They're going up to Maryland uh, as their last non-conference match of the season. Um, so, And they've done some really good things. I had John on the other day, and then they lost a couple. So I don't know if John wants to come back. But I had Abby on, and then she shaved time off of her 5K mark. So I'm, I don't know. Hey, uh, if they do well, it's because of you. I'll take it. If they do bad, it's your fault. It's my fault. Exactly. Yeah. That, hey, usually that's how it works anyway. Yeah. You know, if Marshall does well, everyone likes me. If Marshall <laughs> doesn't do well, it's, you know, just wake up and figure out where you're at right now. That's fair. 
Uh, we've got a must-win. Can I say that? Can I say must-win game here for the Thundering Herd? I think they've been in must-win territory for a while now. Um, you know, the, the, the weird thing about Marshall's standing right now, they're 7-7 seven and seven in seventh place um, right now in the league standings. And, and realistically, you could finish anywhere from 5th to 10th, <laughs> depending on what happens these next four games. Um, obviously, the task not easy tonight or Saturday. You've got the two top teams in the league coming in, and, and kind of, it, you know, obviously not a winner-go-home scenario because everybody qualifies for that tournament. But you are fighting for seeding. Um, I, I think the worst thing that could happen um, is you lose out. Maybe you end up in that tenth seed um, and then have to play every step of the way. You, you're fighting for a bye. And I think you need one, maybe two more wins to do that. Um, and, and if you can't grab one at home, you're going to have to do that on the road, which is even tougher um, against some of these uh, Sunbelt schools in Georgia State, Georgia Southern, who, who gave Marshall good games. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think must win is a bad term right here. There's got to be a sense of urgency. Um, and I think that if you're going to see that, tonight's the night. Um, big chance to to uh, get back at a team that beat you by 15 on their home floor down in Harrisonburg about a month ago um, in a stretch that Marshall really just wasn't playing well in that stretch. They're still not playing well right now, um, so a lot to prove. Three-game losing streak, losing against Troy, App, then Coastal. The last time you won was actually against Coastal. You go into that game thinking, okay, Marshall can get healthy quickly. Coastal had something a little bit more uh, in store for them than the herd thought. And here we are. Marshall's had a tough time on the road as well, not just winning, but winning on the road. So it's been a very difficult place for Marshall. And now you come in against a team that has won four out of the last five against the Herd and two of three since this series resumed in the Sun Belt. And it's one of the top teams in the league right now. So this isn't an easy game by any stretch of the imagination for the Thundering Herd. They need this game, and believe it or not, they still have a shot at that four spot as well. Some things are going to have to happen. They hurt themselves with losing at Coastal, but they're only two games behind Louisiana. Weird things will have to happen, but they still are technically yeah. in contention for that spot. Yeah, and, and and when you're looking at the you know the what if scenarios, um, I'll throw out a big what if. What if Marshall beats Old Dominion at least once? Um, and then you're looking at a very different complexion as far as what you have to do in order to to secure at least one bye in the conference tournament. Um, Old Dominion still their only two wins in conference play over this Marshall team. Um, you know, one on the road, one on one here in Huntington. Uh, but, uh, you know, you, you can't necessarily focus on that if you're the team. You're going out to play. You've got four games left, and, and each of them matter, I think, back to – um, to something Obina said uh, a few weeks ago, and that was we've got to win the ones we should. And Saturday, by all means, was one they should have won. Um, came out a little bit flat in the second half and got down by double digits, and um, you just had a hard time fighting back into that one, though they did. Um, but, but I think you've heard Dane Tony say before, when you use that much energy to fight back into a game, you've got to play perfect. And and they didn't, and Coastal hit a couple big threes uh, in those final minutes and pulled away. But, um, you know, four games left. Still, um, I, I think it's got to be about what Marshall can do to get right and feel good heading to Pensacola. Because when that when you're down there, it's on a neutral floor. Anything can happen. Um, and if you feel good, um, you know, maybe you play good. 
Speaking of getting better, feeling better about yourself, Obina and Achille Killen still leads Marshall, scoring 15.5 points a contest, but those last two outings went 2 of 20 from the field, scored only 5 points, and then you bring him into this game. The last time he played James Madison, he had 5 mm-hmm. points. So here's an opportunity for him tonight to not only get back to what we're used to seeing from him, but also do it against a team that really shut him down last time. That's going to be a big challenge. Yeah, and I think it's all about what what the adjustment is for him. I think when you look at that Coastal Carolina game, when they played here in Huntington, he had a career-high 30 points and was almost unstoppable. He hit three threes in that game, uh, was a big part of the reason Marshall won that game by double digits. And then they go to Coastal Carolina. They made the adjustment on him, and then he finishes with next to nothing. And so I think you've got to look at that film from JMU see what you did, what you might be able to do, um, and, and and tweak some things in your own game to get back. But he's got to be aggressive on the boards. I think it starts there. I think the offense will come if he can start by by creating some um, urgency on the glass. And uh, two and three rebounds from Obina is not going to do it uh, for this Marshall squad who, who needs to utilize the size that they have down low. Um, obviously, Obina, Nate, Wyatt's playing well right now. Um, if they can get going um, and really dominate the glass and take away some extra possessions and create some uh, chances for themselves, I think Obina um, starts to starts to open up a little bit more on the offensive side. Um, he does his best work off the ball. I still think like I still think that he's not a guy that's going to spot up and um, you know take it a, take a guy to class um, from beyond the three point line. Um, just by spotting up, he, he's got to work off the ball um, to get those shots, and that's just what he hadn't been doing. Cameron Crawford, are we going to see him? We saw him in the last game. He had nine points, three of seven shooting. You think we'll see more of him, or is it just going to be, you know, basically roll the dice? Paul, I, I would love to say I have an answer to that, but I just don't know. Um, I, I, I still can't figure it out. Um, Nobody can. Yeah, and, and you know he, he's come in and, and and played some good minutes. Yeah, he's still turning the ball over some, but who's not on this team right now? Um, who's not missing shots? Who's not turning the ball over? Um, and, and maybe that's why we saw him um, uh, against uh, Coastal Carolina. But um, I, I still think he's probably one of the more athletic guys that that can go get you a bucket when you need it. And um, if if Marshall finds itself in that position tonight. Um, you know, I, I don't see any reason why Dan shouldn't play him. But uh, I, I think part of that has to do with Ryan Nutter playing well. Um, we saw this last year with Dan. He doesn't like to go too deep into the bench if he doesn't have to. And, um, you know, he, he's probably only going to pull one or two guys off the bench. And um, right now the, the hot hand is Ryan Nutter and Wyatt Fricks. And so – do you go deeper than that? Do you pull out a Kyson Pruitt if you need threes? Do you pull a Cam if you need some athleticism? I don't know. Um, but it, that, that's been the wild card all year. And um, usually by, you know, game what is this, game 26 um, or 28, um, you you have a general idea when you're going to see somebody in, in those situations. Um, just don't right now with Crawford. Nine players. That's all Dan used in that game. Nine players. And then you have Kim Caldwell on the flip side. She changes. Uh, <laughs> He's nine players in the first five yeah, minutes. right. It's a hockey shift for her. Yeah. Yeah. You tag in. It's almost like tag team wrestling or, or hockey shift. Tag, you're in now. Two very different philosophies. Very different philosophies. And uh, the team uh, has an opportunity to clinch 
real soon. That championship, that regular season championship, that's going to be exciting. That's going to add to your workload because you're going to have women's and men's basketball. You and Tim Stevens might be tagging in you know, for double coverage on that reel. So they have a good shot at the NCAA. I'm not jinxing it, I hope, but they have a legitimate shot. Yeah, I, I think we, when you look at what they've been able to accomplish, um, you know, I still think they're going to have to win. I, I, I and I've thought, and this is nothing not to discredit anything that they have done to this point this year, just based off precedent. I think they've got to make an appearance in the conference tournament championship game to be able to be an at-large um, candidate for the NCAA tournament. And, um, Kim Caldwell might hit us if she knew we were talking about this right now. <laughs> she's a Texas State. She, yeah. She's minding but, her own uh, business. But, you know, I, I definitely think that, um, you know, they're a dangerous team. The way they play, it's exciting to watch. Um, it's effective. They've got girls that can handle the ball, um, girls that can shoot the three. And um, they've got a big contest down there at Texas State because um, that's just going to be one step closer to potentially clinching that um, – that Sunbelt regular season title, which they haven't done since 89. Yeah, they're getting great senior leadership, and they've got Abby Beeman. She doesn't look like the most physical presence out there. She doesn't look like she's the biggest basketball player out there, but who wants to go up against her? (laughs) She's good on defense. She's creative. She's leading the way in assists for this team, and you can see it in her eyes. You always look at a player or two, and you think, okay, that's the player you better stop because they look like they're going to run through you, and she's got that look yeah. right now. Yeah, they do. Um, and uh, she she's one of the most uh, prolific scorers in you know NCAA um, right now as far as active players, and um, she's shown that for Marshall. And uh, w- what a great pickup she was uh, for for Tony Kemper a couple years ago, and then uh, to get her to stay. Um, good job by, by Kim Caldwell to to do some recruiting there um, and, and make the pitch to, to keep her around because she has been um, kind of the heart and soul of that team um, this year through this run. One more thing, and I'll leave you uh, back to what you're doing down there on the desk. How about Rochelle Scott finding a home in the Sun Belt? That's, um, that's an interesting dynamic. She's going to be a JMU here, so already I think Marshall JMU is going to be the game to watch, not – not only this year, but next year, maybe down yeah, the line. I, I think that was that was probably one of the, the better games to watch anyway, just because of the way those two teams play. Um, a, very much a contrast of styles. Um, Rochelle Scott might be the shortest player JMU has now, uh, because I think everybody else is over six foot. Uh, <laughs> after seeing them here in the Henderson Center, um, you know, a, a couple weeks ago, but that's a good pickup for. Uh, Shauna Reagan and that crew, um, you know, obviously they're familiar with her game. She averaged, um, you know, she was team's leading scorer last year and was an all Sun Belt uh, selection and um, led the team in scoring through the six games that she played this year. Um, actually, if you, if you go to her zone and look up at the stat sheets, she's still one of the top uh, averages um, uh, in, in terms of scoring. Uh, but uh, certainly, certainly an interesting dynamic um, when, when you look at that. You know, it transfers within the conference aren't exactly uncommon um but uh yeah that, that's a big pickup for for james madison especially when you look at how competitive they've been in the sunbelt anyway uh, how competitive marshall has been in the sunbelt this year and, and and will be again next year presumably um that, that'll be fun to watch he's luke creasy 
from HD Media covering the game tonight for the Herald Dispatch and all the HD Media properties. Uh, I will talk to you soon. Um, we're just going to hang out here next week. We're just going to come set up on center court, just do the show, just here. Absolutely. Yeah, that was for Ryan Chris' benefit. Just do it center center court. Center court. Right here, put the lights on him. I like it. Yeah, you can come as well. I like it. Luke Creasy. I like guess. it. And then I'm going to take Ryan Crisp one-on-one in a um, in a pickup game right beside you. Ooh. So you've got to angle the table towards the basket to, okay. to do play-by-play. Hey, of. Let's get that. Let's make that a charity event. <laughs> Luke Creasy versus Ryan Crisp. Charity <laughs> basketball. I'm going to need the charity money to pay for medical bills afterwards. Right. And I'll call the game alongside of Bill Cornwell coming go. up next. I like it. I All like right. it. Luke Creasy, my guest. Talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Bill Cornwell coming up when we continue on this edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Back here at the Cam Henderson Center, Paul Swan. Now with Bill Cornwell, we're going to get you set for Marshall and James Madison in just a few minutes as we will join everyone on 93.7 The Dog for our usual get-together on West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College Basketball today. we got two more here at the Henderson Center, two more on the road, and then it's time to go down the Pensacola, and hopefully by that point Marshall will be ready to go. But they got to get through two of the top teams in the league first to even make a, a yeah. serious run at it, Bill. Yeah, Mr. Schedulemaker did no favors for Marshall when they said, well, here's your last two home games, Appalachian State and James Madison, and uh, – both of these teams will be coming in with 20 wins already on the season. 23 wins already for James Madison. They had an unbelievable, unbelievable non-conference season. It's been a little tougher sled in the in the conference season. They've had a couple of games. I'm sure they felt that got away from them, but they're still right up there and still in the conversation to win the regular season title. And uh, they are rock solid. If you not remember the games last year, and of course the game earlier this year in Harrisonburg good fundamental team and they they shoot the ball really well of course that's something we're looking for Marshall to do a lot better a disastrous week last week the herd shooting 33 percent in both of the games Uh, of course both losses Appalachian and Coastal Carolina got to get the uh, the shooting numbers up obviously got to get better shooting from uh, uh, Cam Kerfman he needs to be knocking his threes down and of course the big question big O Obina Three games down on the, in the road trip, a combined 11 points, Paul. That is not uh, Obina at his finest. No, and that's after he went off and had that tremendous game against Coastal Carolina, yeah. and Marshall won that game. That was a career best for him. And then goes on the road, doesn't play Obina ball. And then I went back and looked at the game between James Madison and Marshall earlier this year. In that game, he was 1 of 11, and he only had five points. So, He's had difficulty early on against James Madison, and he's had difficulty as of late. Those last two games, probably the worst performances I've seen from him in a long time. And he's got to get that together tonight because if he's on, I think Marshall's got a better shot in this one. And you could sense in some of Coach Dan D'Antoni's comments in the weekly news conference on Monday that Obina's got a little bit of maybe a little confidence issue that he needs to get over. And, uh, you know, he's had – Maybe after the one bad game, I, th- I think some, uh, I don't know, doubts kind of crept into him and, and the performances continued. 
And, of course, another thing, you got to keep him on the court. He had some problems, I know, at least in one game last week, got it two, shot, two fouls early in the first half, and he's you know he's going to have to sit the rest of the first half. So if he's not out there helping the team, you know, it's, uh, it's a tough situation for the Herd because he's an important cog in this team this year. The question we're all asking, nobody has an answer. Cameron Crawford, are we going to see more of him when he was yep. in that Coastal Carolina game? I thought he did all right. Nine points, three of seven from the field, two of four from the three-point line. That's 50%. You know Dan D'Antoni's a big fan of the three-point shot. And there you go. He put up some points and limited playing time. Do we get to see more of him tonight, or is Dan going to tighten that bench again? You know, that's a good question. We shall see. You know, it seems to me, though, Paul, every time that Cam gets in the game, you know, sometimes it's feast and famine. Usually he makes some things happen, and and he scores some points and and give you some boost. But, of course, Coach also worries about some of the turnovers. And I know he had some turnovers down there at Coastal Carolina that I'm sure bug Coach D'Antoni. And, again, playing within the system. That, that's been the constant harp for Coach D'Antoni regarding Cam Crawford. Going to be a fun night here at the Cam Anderson Center. Gates are opening up, and there's already a line of kids with pom-poms making their way down yep. the stairwell. I hope they're as loud as those kids on Education Day were yep. for Cam Crawford. Yeah, Probably are, not. These are older kids. Yeah. They don't have the vocal capability. Yeah. These are the run of the herd kids, and of course part of that problem yeah. with Marshall basketball. Yeah, but I tell you, if they can get close to that volume level of those other kids for Education Day, Woo. let's 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 tell you. You right and now. I had a headache after that was over. Uh, man, my head still hurts from that one. <laughs> it, it really was a tremendous home court advantage for for Kim Caldwell's squad. So we're going to be back here shortly. I mean, really shortly. We're going to switch over to ninety three seven the dog, and we're going to have more of a um, a formal structured pregame. We're just having fun on this one. But I'm looking forward to this one tonight, Bill. Marshall needs this one. Must-win situation oh. for the Herd. They're all must-win. They still get into the tournament. It's just where yeah. your position's going to be yeah. in the tournament. And they still have an outside shot at the four spot. An outside it's shot. It's outside. But obviously, you got to get some Ws. At the worst, you want to get at least that one game by. All right. We're going to wrap it up here. But we will be back in 50 seconds, also on 93.7 The Dog. For our producer, Jason Toy, thanks to Luke Creasy, thanks to Ryan Chris for joining us today, and for Bill Cornwell, I'm Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.